0: We serve a God who commands us to rest. How could we ever doubt that He has our best interests in mind with such a directive? I grew up thinking that the Sabbath was one thing, but Scripture teaches something very different and life-changing. It's time to go the second mile in preparing your Sabbath. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile. We are rejecting mediocre Christianity. We are saying that if we have this life to live, we want to live it to the fullest and according to the one who gave us that life. So what we are doing here in the fall is going through and saying we are gonna push back against what the cultural narrative is, that we have to be addicted to technology, uh, that we have to be tethered to a device at all times, we have to neglect our health and neglect our relationships and neglect our spiritual side of things. We are pushing back against that. And so every week of these podcast episodes is pushing back against what I would say is probably really the, the cultural epidemic that is, I think, hindering people's spiritual growth more than anything right now. It's, it's us performing a digital detox, right, and just sort of helping us push back on some things. So... Uh, At our church, Rocky Creek, I'm preaching through different topics for six weeks in our distracted series, but in these podcast episodes, I'm getting a little more practical, but there's so much I want to unpack and so much stuff that the Lord has been teaching me. But we are just taking one topic per week and really unpacking what that means and how to do it. So in this one, we are talking about uh, preparing your Sabbath. And and so I want you to understand that what we're talking about here is something maybe very different than what you're typically uh, in in mind for. Because a lot of people think of the Sabbath was, at least I did, is that the Sabbath was all about, oh, remember the Lord's Day. And that must be Sunday, which means go to church. But if we really understand the truth of God's word that the Old Testament was keeping the Sabbath before there was ever a Sunday morning church and go, what does that mean, right? Well, the Sabbath commandment was all about taking time to slow down and stop. The word really just implies stop, rest. And so God created the earth, heavens of the earth, in six days, and then he rested on the seventh day. He did not rest because he was tired. He rested because he knew that we would be. And so he rests as an example because it's teaching us we are not all powerful. We are not all knowing. We are not all present. And so sometimes we have to step back and remind ourselves we are not God. And so we create well for six days but on the seventh day we have a rhythm of stopping and reflecting and just thanking God for what he has created and what we've been able to do our part in creating over the last week it's a stop to rest reflect to think upon him and to do so you've got to learn how to repair it for it to enjoy that rest. So once again, growing up in church, I, I was kind of that first mile believer. I thought that the Sabbath was always just about being religious, right? Just going to church and doing those things. But if you really look at the, and understand scripture, the second mile is, it's more than being religious. It's actually being restful, is that you're really implying that, you know what? Uh, just like the Israelites, uh, in the manna in, in the wilderness, and and just like the commandments that's literally in, in the top 10 commandments that God gives us, uh, God's example through creation, you see all these different things, even if you look at the life of Christ, of dying on Friday, the day of which that God would have created mankind in the grave on Saturday, a certain rest. And then back on Sunday, day one, let there be light as when Christ rose from the grave uh, at sunrise, right? So you see all these kind of things that are so important embedded in who we are, but I want you, I want to read to you Isaiah chapter 58, verses 13 and 14, because this is what God said to his people. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day the Lord honorable. If you honor it, not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord. So he basically said, look, you need to either choose where your delight is going to be, that you, you don't need to step back. You need to enjoy the Lord and enjoy the things He's given, but not seeking your own pleasure, not going about your own ways, not talking idly, but but taking a moment to take delight in the Lord. And that's what the Sabbath was intended to do. And Jesus said it this way in Mark chapter 2, 27. He says, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. We remind ourselves that we don't want to be legalistic in this, but that. The Sabbath was set up as a rhythm, a weekly rhythm, to remind ourselves we are not God. We need rest, and it helps us be Godward focused in our thoughts. And so, if you think through it honestly, there's a lot of hindrances to keeping a Sabbath. And when I when I say that, it, it's you prioritizing a 24-hour period when you just rest, right? And so, for some of you, that maybe Saturdays, you might say it's Sunday. Maybe your work schedule, you you figure it out on a Tuesday. I don't think that that's the most important thing. I think the weekly rhythm of slowing down is more important than anything. There's a lot of hindrances to keeping the Sabbath. Some hindrances can be something like this. Some people aren't working hard enough for six days to really justify needing a seventh day to rest, right? We're just not working. We're not accomplishing. We're not doing anything significant. And so sometimes the the balance of that Sabbath is making sure that we are productive and God-honoring with those six days that we are called to be productive and creative and and life-giving. Uh, some hindrances of keeping Sabbath. Another one is trying to accomplish too much. Uh, some days when I get to Friday night and trying to wind down the week and get ready for a Sabbath rest, um, my to-do list is way too long, and and I haven't gotten everything I need to. And I feel like I need to I need to break it, or I need to just kind of fib a little bit on it, or stretch a little bit more. And probably it's not that I haven't been productive. I just think that I can do too much. And once again, I'm thinking I'm God and I need to be reminded I'm not. This is going to have to wait another day. It's going to have to wait until next week. Some of us can't keep a Sabbath because we've been giving in to distractions. We haven't gotten our stuff done with our roles or with our relationships because we've been spent too much time on Netflix or on our phone. And so with that... We did have enough time to do God's will, but we spent that time on something else. What Ephesians 5.16 would say there were these evil pursuits that we got into. And, and sometimes our hindrances to keeping the Sabbath is this, that we justify work as enjoyable. Now, I'm going to be straight with you. This is a, a big trap that I get into because I love work. I love what I get to do. Uh, if I'm just sitting around going, do I want to do a hobby or do I want to do something productive for the church? I know you're going to think I'm weird and a sicko, but let me just tell you, I love what I do. I find enjoyment and fulfillment for it, but even that. There's something embedded in me that I think I'm so important that I just can't stop. And the weekly rhythm of telling myself you're not that important and you've got to slow down is something that my soul desperately, desperately needs. So so if you, you've got to have on this rhythm of working hard and justifying what you're doing to say I'm working hard, but then I'm going to rest well because the Lord has commanded it, but also because I actually need it. So how do you prepare to keep a Sabbath? Well, let me just tell you how at least it fleshes out in my life. So uh, my work week, typically the way that I see things in, in my life is that Sunday through Thursday, I am all in, right? So Sunday, a lot of days, I'm I'm at the church house for pretty much a whole lot of the day. I, right now my schedule, I preach in three services. Uh, I teach another course. Uh, if I can, I'm going to have meetings or counseling sessions in the afternoon. And the reason why is... I would rather do it all in one day uh, when I can somewhat be around my family rather than on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday, and and just be missing my family. So, but Sunday through Thursday, I'm like all in. Friday, I try to wake up uh, to be able to be honeydew and I guess uh, kitty do, right? Whatever it is like that my family needs. And so we homeschool our kids at this point. And so uh, I'm editing papers and fixing things in the house and cutting the grass and trying to do all that kind of stuff. But then I, I try to Friday night to sundown to Saturday night to sundown would be my Sabbath day. And the reason why it's sundown to sundown because that's just the way the Jewish calendar system where this Sabbath principle comes from in the Old Testament. That's where it came from. They kind of saw the day as that. So when sun goes down on Friday night, I start just resting. And then on Saturday night, um, when the sun goes down, I get out my sermon notes and haven't looked at it until that point. And I start opening back up and say, let's hit the ground again. And let's when let there be light happens, we're ready to go and, and start being productive. So for me, One of the things to make sure that I can prepare for the Sabbath is number one, I need to finish my work. So by Friday night, I want all those things that tell me I have to be productive, I need to accomplish, I need to succeed, all of that stuff needs to be put to bed. And if I didn't get it done, I didn't get it done, and now it is time to rest. So finish your work. And in my at least context and in my rhythm, that's by Friday night finish the work. Number 2, have a moment where you pray that God would do more than you could imagine. Maybe you feel defeated when you do that, right? It's like, "Oh, but I have this long list and now it's just gonna be hanging over me and I don't want to wait till Sunday or Monday. Like I need to do it now." You just stop and you say, "God, this is a reminder that I am not all-knowing, I am not all-powerful, I am not all-present, but you are. And so, will you take what I did last week, and will you accomplish more? Will you will you provide for seven days out of six days of work on my end, right? You you do the seventh day of provision as far as the manna goes, but the six days of of work on my end is is over. Number three, I would try to ensure that your schedule is very different for the next 24 hours. So whatever that you typically do, you don't need to do that. And there's a lot of different nuances of how you can flesh this out. But I would just encourage that don't try to tell yourself like, well, because I'm an office worker, and then in the house, on Saturdays, I'm just going to do a lot of housework. You might be able to do that. But I'm just saying, I think it's more important for you to stop. And slow down to be able to uh, eat well, to nap, to be able to spend time with your family, to go play a game, to go on a long walk, to enjoy creation, to get outside, to put the devices down. Make sure that schedule looks very different. Number four, I'd reduce technology at all costs. Maybe it is something you want to watch football together. Okay, that's fine. Maybe it's movie night and you want to do something together. That's fine. But don't be all isolated on your screens the whole time. Make sure that you have time to step outside in the world that God has created and enjoy that, which would bring me to the fifth point of to enjoy the creation. And these are tied, right? To reduce technology, you're going to enjoy creation a little bit more. But I think that in the worlds that we live in, tied to devices, typically indoors more than we are outdoors, I think it's good for you just to get out, get a fresh breath of air, to go on a walk, to go do something physical. And it just reminds you, once again, as you look up at the sky and you look at the world that God created, you remind yourself that God is here and God is faithful and God has carried me thus far. And that Sabbath rest reminds you that you're not him, uh, but that he is with you. And that good rhythm of it can help ground you in a crazy, chaotic, distractive world that we live in. It's good and honoring to him, but it's also good for your soul. I hope to see you on the second mile.